Hi everyone, welcome back to another week of Ramban Ala Torah, Ala Parshan specific. And obviously, our hearts and our thoughts and our minds are still with the Chatufim and the Chayalim, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu should grant us in the schos of our learning and other things we're doing. Hakadosh Baruch Hu should grant us a speedy victory. Um, okay, to the extent there's a theme, I want to do four Rambans today. To the extent there's a theme, it's the personal relationships amongst Yaakov and Rachel and Leon. They're very, very complicated. But first, something that's not personal, but might be, sort of might trigger the idea of, does HaKadosh Baruch Hu change his mind? It's a question that comes up from time to time when we learn the parsha. You know, Vayinachem Hashem al Adam, right? libo, the sense that, well, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the future, why would he change his mind? Why would he have to come up with a new plan? Here, there's this strange pasuk. Right, Yaakov sleeps in the Makom Hamikdash. He takes the rocks. He makes one Matseva. Now, in all the discussions about did the Avos keep the Torah or not, one of the questions that comes up is, wait, isn't building a Matseva an Isra Daraisa? Why is it that it seems like the Avos built Matsevot? And yet, it's an Isra Daraisa to build a Matseva. So the Ramban right here says, Vayasem otam Matseva, Far Pershu Rabotenu Hahafresh, Shebein Hamatseva Lamizbeach. There has to be a difference between a Matseva and a Mizbeach. So first is simple. Shehamatseva Evanachat, Vahamizbeach Avanim Harbe. Okay, so the first thing is, a Matseva is one stone, and a, and a Mizbeach are many stones. Okay, Vinireod. The matzeva is for purposes of, of pouring wine on or pouring oil on. Obviously, you don't slaughter an animal on a matzeva. That's for a mizbeach. A mizbeach is to bring karbonot. Says the Ramban, when we came to Eretz Yisrael, so not even at Har Sinai, and we encountered Matzevot, and it's clear that Kenanim established the Matzevot to be a form of worship of their God. So they came and they saw Matzevot and Mizbechot. So says the Ramban, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want to ask her Mizbechot because he needed something to bring Karbonot on. But Matzevot, he decided to ask her. Now again, that, that raises the whole fascinating question, I think, of wait, what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu originally liked Matzevot and then the Kenanim adopted Matzevot as a form of worship so HaKadosh Baruch Hu then changed his mind and hated Matzevot. So it, it's a complicated question. It come, it's a complicated issue. It comes up in a number of places. It's possible to say, and I'm not saying this definitively, but it's possible to say that it's not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loved or hated Matzevot. It's that in the ordinary course, a form of worship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was a Matzeva, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu liked it. Until the time that a Matzeva became associated with a form of Avodah and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu stopped liking it. But liking and not liking, not in the sense of human beings liking or not liking. HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepting it as a form of worship. I think 
and I want to be careful how I say this, you know, we're obviously not supposed to follow, right? We're not supposed to follow the, the actions of the Goyim. So take, for example, it's a strange case. We once had a minhag, we still have the minhag, of decorating shuls for Shavuot, right? But part of that minhag used to be having like a tree in shul, a Shavuos tree. Now the Vilna Gon thought that that became usur when there became such a thing as Christmas trees, right? It's very similar to what we're discussing, which is if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not committed to something, meaning there's nothing particularly religious about a Shavuos tree. Yes, it reminds of a Maimon Harsinai, and it's lovely, but if it then becomes associated with another religion, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is allowed to change his mind. Not that he ever thought one way and then changed his mind the other way, when something became associated with, when something is associated with the form of Vodazara, so then, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing to pass on it as a form of worship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, it's a complicated issue. I raise it because I think it's interesting. And, you know, let's let it be. Okay, now, let's go to Perak Chavtet, Pasuk Tet. Okay, says the Torah. This is Yaakov is about to meet Rachel. Odenu medabei imam v'Rachel ba'aim hatzon asher le'aviha ki ro'ahi. It's interesting, right? Ki ro'ahi is unnecessary in the pasuk. Rachel came with this with her father's sheep. We would know from that that she was taking care of the sheep or that she was a shepherdess. But the Torah says Rachel ba'aim hatzon asher le'aviha ki ro'ahi. What does it mean that Rachel was a ro'ah? So says the Ramban, Lehagid ki ein litzon lavan ro'e acher zulata. First of all, there was no one else to take care of Lavan's sheep. Why well, Lavan couldn't take care of a sheep, I don't, I don't know fully. But the Pasuk is saying, no, she was a ro'ah. Ki la levada masar aviyaha eider, vihi levada ro'ah otam kolayamim. Right? Her father gave her responsibility for his flock, and therefore Rachel was a ro'ah. She was a shepherdess. So, right. so first of all, it means, presumably, that Lavan had no sons, or no sons that are of age. It comes up later in the Parsha when Lavan's children say that Yaakov you know, looted Lavan's house, so maybe his children were born later. But at the time, he had no sons because presumably he would not have allowed his daughter to take care of his sheep if he had sons. And the Ramban says, um, in addition, Leah also was not involved in caring for the sheep. Now, why not? So first he says, We have another situation in the Torah, right? Obviously, Yaakov meeting Rachel at the, at the well reminds us of the fact that later on, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to meet Zipporah at the well. Zipporah pa- apparently also was a shepherdess. So he says, but it's not the same. Right? All of Yisro's seven daughters, they cared for the sheep together. They shared responsibility. Says uh, the Ramban, that's not the case with Rachel. Now, why could Leah not also care for the sheep? So Ramban has two possibilities, both of which are interesting. First, he says, ki Rakot Mazikla. 
right? We don't normally focus so much on it. When the Torah says, mm-hmm. So, okay, we're, we're, we're kind of biased by Rashi, who says that she was because she cried a lot because she thought she'd have to marry Esav. But the Ramban says, no, maybe there's something wrong with her eyes. And being out in the sun all day was dangerous for her. And so, therefore, Lavan said, fine, you stay home, and Rachel will take care of the, of the sheep. Right? Presumably, they didn't really have sunglasses then, or you know, fancy things like that. So maybe that's the reason why Leah couldn't do it. The other possibility, which sounds like the Ramban thinks it's the real truth, oh, ba'avur shehaita Leah gidola re'uya le'ish v'chashash aviha. Right? It could be Leah was older than Rachel. It could be that Leah was of an age where he needed to worry that the shepherd, the other shepherds would start up with Leah. Maybe she was desirable that way. Maybe, you know, you don't send, presumably, you don't send your 15-year-old daughter if you could send your 10-year-old daughter. I'm making up the ages, but you assume that something like that is the case. So he was worried about Leah. Now, that makes sense until you think to yourself, well, what about Yisro? Yisra had seven daughters. Must Many of them, some of them at least, had to be of marriageable age, had to be of an age where he'd have to worry that something bad could happen to them. So the Ramban answers the question. He says, Aval Yitro nichbad Yisro was well known and well respected. Right? He thinks Yisro didn't have to worry that anybody would stop with his daughters. He was a priest of the land. He was Kohen Midian. Presumably, people respected his daughters and would not have started up with them. So that wasn't a concern for Yisro, whereas it was a concern for Lavan. Oh, in addition, another possibility, says the Ramban, maybe Yisro should have been concerned, but wasn't because he didn't have great tznius. But Lavan was more tznua. He belonged to the Avraham family. And they were modest, and he didn't want to send out his teenage daughter to shepherd the, the flock. However, but Rachel was young, and so there's no reason to be concerned that anybody would start up with Rachel. Now, yes, but then you ask yourself, well, did Yaakov Avinu fall in love with a little girl? Yaakov Avinu was a full-grown man, right? It, it strikes me as a little odd. But the Ramban ties this to something else. That's why Yaakov gave her a kiss. What does that mean? Presumably, right, we'd be concerned. Why is Yaakov kissing his, his niece, his future wife? You know, all kinds of halachos come to mind. So he says, it could be that Rachel wasn't of age. So he was able to kiss her without worrying about it. Ohu Kedivri Rabbi Avraham, like the Ibn Ezra, ki belamid einena bepeh, he didn't kiss her on the lips, rak nashak ota al rosha o al ktefa. It's like kissing on the forehead, kissing on the shoulder, more of a friendly kiss than, than, you know, than an intimate kiss. Now, the Ramban has used both ideas to save us from the problem of, you know, Rachel was the shepherdess because she was young, and that's why Yaakov kissed her. Left unanswered by the Ramban, and certainly by me, will be, did Yaakov Avinu really fall in love with a little girl? Is that what happened? Because the, the, the Torah seems to say that it did happen. The Ramban doesn't address that. 
So, okay, so the Ramban gets us out of our problems for why Rachel was a shepherdess, why not Leah, and why he wasn't worried about Rachel, and why Yaakov kissed Rachel. Again, left unaddressed is the question of how Yaakov, or why Yaakov fell in love with a little girl. Okay, good. Um, now, they grow up. Um, Lavan fools Yaakov, as we know, right? He works seven years for Rachel, and instead he gets Leah, and she doesn't tell, tell him who he is, and they marry each other, and only in the morning does he realize it. And the Torah says, Vayavo gam el Rachel, okay, Vayahav gam et Rachel mi No, I'm in the wrong place. Um, Vayar, okay, the next passage, right. Vayar Hashem kisinua leya vayiftachet rachma, right, the Torah connects it to. God sees that Yaakov hates Leah, and so he makes Leah fertile immediately. V'rachel akara, right now, is Rachel an akara? Because vayar Hashem kisinua leya, hard to know. And I, I wouldn't go so far to say it, but God sees that, that Leah is sinua. Now, the problem is, the Ramban is on one hand bothered by the fact that, you know, Yaakov Avinu hated one of his wives. It's not a Mida that you would associate with Yaakov Avinu. On the other hand, she did a terrible thing to him. Right? I wouldn't think it's so bad to call her Sinua unless it means something else. So he says on the one end, Vayashem ki Sinua Aleh, Gambi Yaakov. She didn't just cheat Rachel. Right? She also cheated Yaakov. How? Okay, it's possible you say, look, Leah was under the control of her father. Her father had this idea to fool Yaakov Avinu. She could have said something under the chuppah, but it would have been a rebellion against her father. She would have been turning her father in. She would have been giving him up. So fine, says the Ramban, I understand that. However, even if all that is true, when they got back to the bridal suite, she either could have told him or at least hinted in some way that she's not Rachel. Instead, right, Leah pretended to be Rachel the whole night long, right? They had relations. And she didn't, she didn't tell Yaakov who she was. And presumably, you know, that's a terrible thing to do. And Yaakov was furious at her. Right? The posuk is clear. Um, no, in the wrong place. Um, no, okay. He only finds out in the morning when he sees her. He, she should have told him in some way during the night. Okay? So he didn't know it was Leah till the morning. Right? On some level, you know, that's worthy of hatred. Of course, because of their, their halachically married, it's not rape. But Yaakov Avinu thought he was having relations with Rachel the whole night long. And therefore, says the Ramban, right, Yaakov hated Rachel. I'm sorry, Yaakov hated Leah. 
Now, what's the problem? But God knew, it's true, what Leah did was wrong. But Leah did it because she really wanted to marry, she wanted to marry Yaakov. She wanted to marry a tzaddik. And therefore, God has mercy on her. The Medrash says, when Yaakov saw this, he thought, I should, I should get divorced from Leah. She, treat, she cheated me. But immediately she became pregnant. Am I going to marry? Am I going to divorce their mothers? So the Ramban is connecting. It's true, he hated Leah. Therefore, God immediately rewarded Leah with, with sons to make it impossible for Yaakov to divorce her. Right? God had mercy on Leah so that Yaakov not leave her. Okay, so that's the real pshat. There's another pshat. When you have two wives, so if one of them is really loved, right? But like the Torah says, I think in Kiseitse, right? What does that mean? So the Ramban says it means there's the wife that you love more and there's the wife that you love less. But the way the Torah refers to the wife you love less is not that she's ahuva pachot, rather she's sinua. Because if you're a wife and your husband loves the other wife more, you feel hated, right? That's the result. You say to yourself, oh, you know, why can't it be that he loves both? But that's not how it is, right? You know, wives are called sarot to each other because they measure things against each other. And if you love one wife more, the other wife is sinua. I have gam et Rachel mileah. Loshesna'a. He didn't hate Leah. He just loved Rachel more. But that, that hurt her. Right? That was insulting to her. She was embarrassed by that. Okay? So two pshatim in the Ramban. The first is that he really hated Leah because she cheated him, because she pretended to be Rachel. Not under the chuppah, but she pretended to be Rachel all night long when she could have told him the truth. And therefore, God rewards Leah to protect Yaakov from divorcing her, he rewards Leah with children immediately, right? The other shot, which I like more, it's just because you'd like to believe that Yaakov Vinu wasn't really capable of hatred. The other shot is he never hated Leah. It's just the Torah refers to the second loved wife as Sinua, as opposed to the wife you love more as Ahuva. And psychologically, I think that that's true. But okay, that's the relationship between, or that's the, well, Call it, you know, the love trial between triangle between ya- Yaakov, Leah, and Rachel. Now, all these things are going well for Leah. She's having child, son after son after son. Vatera Rachel kilo yaldali Yaakov, vatikane Rachel ba'achota. Right? Rachel is jealous of Leah. Again, not a mida we associate with the imahot, just like hatred is not a mida we associate with the avot. In the course of events, these things happen. Why is she jealous? 
Now it comes. Vatomer el Yaakov, Havalivanim, Vimayin Meta Anochi. Which doesn't sound that bad at first. Havalibanim, give me children. Vimayin Meta Anochi. And if not, in a worst case scenario, let's translate this, I'm going to commit suicide. Right? It's very, very dramatic. What's, what's Yaakov supposed to do? And what does it mean, Havalibanim? So says the Ramban, Amruha Mefarshim, Shetit Palelalai. She wanted them to daven. Vimayin Meta Anochi. That's Rashi. Okay, Shemisha ain lo banim chashuv kameit. Vuhu medrash rabotenu. Okay. Now ask the Ramban, and we should all ask this question. Vani tema. Imkain lama charapo. Right? If all she asked him was to daven for him, like Yitzchak daven for Rivka, like his father daven for his mother, why'd he get angry? Vulama amar hatachat elokim anochi. Ashem manami mech privaten. Right? He responds in an angry way. It's not my fault, he says. He's supposed to believe, right? So what he'll daven, God will listen to him. Now the medrash, right? There's a very painful medrash that Rivka, Rachel says to him, "Do what your father did, right? Your father davened, and then his then his wife gave birth." So he says, "Abba lo hayu lo banim, ani yesh li banim, mimech mana v'lo mimeni, Hashem mana mimech privat, and it's not me, it's God, mimeni lo mana." Now says the Ramban, the obvious question: V'chiat sadikim einam mitpalim ba'ad. Uh, it's true, but tzaddikim don't daven for other people. What's the problem? Why does Yaakov respond with such anger to Rachel's seemingly reasonable plea? Says Raman, I'm sorry, question mark, right? That the Medrash says that God said to, to Yaakov, that's how you treat a woman who's in pain? The children of Leah will have to stand in front of Yosef Atzadik, the child of Rachel, and they'll be judged. Okay, but in that answer, Yaakov really did sin. says But I have an explanation. Amra Rachel Yaakov, Right, it wasn't just daven for me, say some Tehillim. It was demand of God that I have children. Right, whether it's suicide or she'll just die of her, of her sadness, it's dramatic. She spoke inappropriately. Because she was jealous of Leah. She thought she could cause Yaakov to demand of God. He's going to fast. He's going to wear sackcloth. He's not going to live a life until God says, you know what? I'm going to give Rachel a child. And you can't do that. But there's the next Ramban on Vayicharaf Yaakov, which makes it even clearer. Why does he get angry? 
So the Ramban says, She'ain tefillat ha-tzadikim biyadam she'tishama v'ta'anal kol panim. Because even the Avos, they can't demand things of God. It's not like they can be sure that God is going to give them what they want. Because she threatened him. She threatened him with her own death. He got angry. That it's not up to him. He can't decide. It's up to God. It's not his fault. Yes, that was to, to, to you know, theoretically or, or uh, metaphorically slap her across the face and say, you're, you're acting inappropriately. You're demanding things of me that I can't deliver. Because Yitzchak Avinu, my father, God promised him children. So when he davened, he davened not just for Rivka, his wife, he davened for himself. But I have sons. He said, and it's actually ironic that he has sons, according to the Ramban, because he hated Leah. And so God gave Leah children. He says, but I can't demand children. I have children. Vihine. And that showed it to Rivka. Vihine hat sadeket. Bir When she realized that for all the reasons Yaakov explained to her, she can't rely on his tefillah. Shava lehit she davened for herself, maybe for the first time ever. She really, really davened. God responded to her tefillos, right? When it says about Yitzchak that God listened to his tefillah, not Rivka's, because Yitzchak was a tzaddik, ben tzaddik, and Rivka was not, the exact opposite happened with Rachel. God listened to her tefillos and not to her husband's. Maybe now we'll explain better. How could he not have davened for Rachel? Right? She was the one he loved. She was the one he worked for. How could he not have davened for her? She was an Akara. But his tefillah wasn't accepted. And maybe he felt bad about it. Right? This is the psychological part. The Ramban sees like the dynamic between a husband and his wife. He's davening for her. He's really trying his best, but it's not working. And Rachel comes and she mocks him. Your father davened and his wife became pregnant. Why can't you do the same? And that hurt him. Right? That's hard. You're not, you're not equaling your father. And so he says, Right, that's the point I made before. She gets under Yaakov's skin by saying, how come you can't get me children the way your father got your mother children? And the answer is, says Yaakov, my father didn't have children. And therefore he made the... He, he could demand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu children because he got a bracha that he would have children. But you, I have children. Now, of course, it's a mean thing to say. But the point, says the Ramban, is because, you know, when, when, she, when she pointed out to him that he was failing her and he was failing the standard of his father, Yaakov Inu took it personally and he responded, 
maybe in a, in a slightly angrier way than he should have, but the point he makes is a fair point, which is, I have children, you don't. I can't demand it of HaKadosh Baruch Hu the way my father demanded it of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, so we saw a bunch of Rambans. We saw, you know, the, the, the changed status of Amat Seva, whether God changed his mind or not, that's fascinating. Then we saw Rachel was a Roah, she was a shepherdess, maybe because Leah couldn't go out in the sun, maybe because she was younger, right? The difference between Lavan and Yisro on that point. Then we saw Leah was a Sinua, either she really was, because she should have told Yaakov overnight after the Chuppah who she was, or she was a Sinua compared to Lavan who was Ahuva, right? Ki the psukim in Kiseitse, when one wife is beloved, even if the other wife is not hated, she's described as sinua because in the relationship between them, you know, that's how it works. And finally, the, 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 the dramatic confrontation between Rachel and Yaakov, where she demands children. And the answer is, says, says Yaakov to her, the answer is, my father delivered children from, mother, from my mother because he had no children and he had a haftacha from HaKadosh Baruch, they didn't have children. But you not, God is punishing you, not me. Again, not a high point, but something we could understand in terms of the dynamic of a husband and a wife and how sometimes a wife can say something where, you know, even if it's Yaakov Avinu, he responds in a way that maybe he shouldn't have. Okay, that's it for today. Yashikach, Shabbat Shalom, and see you next week. 